Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. I tell you, that's a lot of peas to say, and it's hard to say peas when you're doing a podcast because they pop. Anyway, I uh, hope you're having a nice week and getting ready for a good weekend. We're going to be chatting today about a couple of interesting subjects. First, we're going to talk about one of the keys to success that more advanced players know that you may not and may be holding you back. And then in the riff, we're going to share with you a controversy about outcalls and what we suggest you do when you have that situation arise on the courts. Stay tuned for the podcast. So the verdict is in and the paddle that CJ Johnson, myself, Tony Roig, and my wife Jill are all playing with is the new Icon paddle, a relatively new Icon paddle from Diadem Pickleball. We've actually been playing with this paddle for several months now and uh, we wanted to make sure it, it performed up to our expectations and I gotta tell you this is an awesome paddle. It has some of the best playability of any paddle that we've ever played with and Jill's arm that used to have to ice after she played no longer needs icing so it's an awesome paddle if you want to read more about the paddle i'll link to the full review down in the show notes and if you use the code vi pickleball at diadem pickleball you'll get our discount if you decide to give the diadem icon paddle a try send me an email tony at wearepickleball.com and let us know how it went so this week we're dropping a new video at the Into Pickle channel, which is, you know by now, we have the the big venture is uh, We Are Pickleball. Uh, WeArePickleball.com, CJ Johnson uh, from Better Pickle and myself. That's our, our joint effort to, uh, you know, train pickleball players and, and just give pickleball players the tools that they need to improve and, and if that's what their choice is. And, uh, you know, so we have the two outward-looking YouTube channels. Uh, we still have Better Pickleball and we still have Into Pickle as part of We Are Pickleball. But anyway, in the Into Pickle channel, you know, we're, we focus more on uh, uh, further along the path, right? So everybody has a path. Um, you know, think about it from like when you start off as a brand new beginner, you first pick up a paddle, you don't know anything about the game until you get to be a professional player and you're playing, uh, you know, in center stage at the Tournament of Champions or at the U.S. Open. So, you know, there's that path. And so what we do is, you know, we, we try and provide information along that path so that or information i should say that players that, that players who are who are on their path right or somewhere along that path can use to take the next step and then the next step and the next step as they keep on improving again if that's their choice and so the into pickle piece of the we are pickleball uh, overall picture is the more um you know we try and, and we're a little further down the path when we're talking into pickle subjects and this week's video is no exception to that what happens is you have, uh, and I'm going to talk about one of the three keys that we talk about in the video uh, in today's podcast. I'm going to elaborate on that some more. But basically, you know, the concept is this. You know, there's a lot of pickleball players who we uh, come across all the time who've been playing, um, you know, two years, three years, four years, five years, you know, a, a reasonable amount of time. But they're, they're stuck, right? They're basically like stuck in the sense that like, you know, they've reached a level and they just can't seem to break through that level. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of numbers, but, you know, of, of the, I am a big fan of numbers, I should say, but of rating level numbers. But sometimes they're helpful to kind of frame things out. So in this case, uh, you know, let's say like a lot of players at 3.0 and 3.5 in pickleball are basically stuck there. And, and if you look at the ranks of players, you know, where, where players really get stuck, it usually is in that 3.0 to 3.5 uh, range. That's where the, where the, the ranks of pickleball players swell, um, and and the bottleneck is trying to get players from you know three zero to three five, and then three five to four zero, and then making the four zero and four zero plus, and then four zero plus, get becoming a bigger piece of the um, of the overall pie of players. So 
in this week's video, what we did is we said, okay, you know, some players, the, you know, players get stuck at the 3-0 or 3-5 level. What are some things that 4-0 plus players, or let's just call them advanced players if you want to, um, more advanced players do? What are some of the keys to success of the more advanced players that then the 3-0 or 3-5 player can bring into their game and hopefully, um, you know, break through and keep on going? So, the, one of the three keys that we deal with in the video is intentionality, or one of the keys to success that we share with you is intentionality. And what that means is that, you know, when, when you see a 4-0 plus match, right, when you watch a 4-0 plus match, not every shot's perfect, right? It's not like everything goes exactly according to plan. It's not like, you know, balls don't get popped up because they do. Uh, you know, all sorts of, you know, the, the normal things happen, right? Balls hit the net, balls go out, balls get popped up, serves get missed, returns get missed, things like that, right? But a big difference between an advanced game and some of the games that you see at 3-0 and 3-5 is this concept of intentionality, right? Or this, this intentionality that the player is exhibiting in the shots that the player is selecting to hit and also intentionality in their position on the court. We don't deal with that too, didn't talk about that too much in the video, but that's another area, right? It's like intentionality in every part of what they're doing when they're on the pickleball court. You know, 4-0 plus players usually when they're playing a game or playing a rally more specifically, usually they have an, an idea of what they're trying to accomplish, right? And then they're executing as best they can to get from, you know, to get from where they are now to their objective, right? So they're, they're trying to accomplish their objective. And whether that's playing like on the return side, keeping the opponents back, hitting deep balls, things like that. On the serve side, trying to neutralize, get up to the non-body zone line, and then try and win from there. There's a, there's a again, intentionality. That's the best word that comes to mind. Just an intentionality to everything that they're doing during the rally and during a game. If you want to have the most fun you've ever had on the pickleball court while at the same time learning the skills and strategies that you need to play your best pickleball, check out our VI Pickleball Camps. If you want to be notified of upcoming camps and also just want to stay in touch and know what's going on with VI Pickleball, make sure you subscribe to our mailing list at wearepickleball.com. Just go in there, give us your email address, and we in turn will tell you when our next camps are coming up. This much fun should be illegal. What ends up happening a lot of times with um, under 4-0 players, not all of them, but a lot of times with players that, that aren't quite at the 4-0 level is they lack some or all of that intentionality. And it really ranges all the way from, you know, your uh, basically like true recreational player, social recreational player who's just out there to have a good time. And let me be clear real quick here. Uh, I, this is not, I'm not judging or casting aspersions on purely recreational social players. This is that's perfectly fine, right? If that's um, if that's the player's, um, uh, you know, if that's what the player wants, if that's the relationship that the player wants to have with pickleball, no judgment, no no criticism at all. Uh, enjoy the game, enjoy your time out on the court and the social aspect. That's fantastic. But if if you're trying to improve, right? So if you're trying to say, okay, I'm I'm playing pickleball like this, but I I see the, that pickleball over there, and I want to play that pickleball over there. Uh, and over there, hopefully, you know, like the more advanced players, I want to play more like that. If that's your objective, right, then lacking intentionality, especially, you know, if you're playing at a social rec style of play where basically uh, I, um, I think it was uh, I think it was I can't remember. It was a pro that I that I, I can't the names that come to mind, but a pro mentioned to me one time. Basically, it's like it's like they're playing. Um, uh, uh, volleyball or beach volleyball is basically like the ball just pop 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 back and forth right 
a lot of times those shots lack intentionality. They don't have a purpose to them that, or at least they don't have a purpose that will, um, uh, that will serve the objectives that you're trying to achieve at the time. And a lot of times what I find when I'm working with students is I'll ask them, I'll say, okay, you know, they'll play a rally, right? And, I'll, and after the rally, I'll come on the court and then coach play is what we do a lot of. And I'll say, okay, let's talk about that rally and, and uh, let's talk about what happened. So, so I'll say, you know, uh, player X, right? Um, tell me what happened there with, uh, with that shot or you know, what happened you know, with the third shot. And then they'll look at me invariably and say, not invariably, but often, and they'll say, um, uh, the third shot, the third shot. And I'm like, yeah, so well, who hit the third shot? And they'll look at me and go, I don't, I don't remember. And it could be that player, player X, who actually hit the third shot. But yet player X doesn't remember hitting the third shot. Now, if you don't remember hitting the third shot, right, and you don't know what happened with the third shot, then it's very difficult to, th to try and improve that third shot, right, or try and improve what you were, what you were doing with the third shot. So you know, it's, it's obviously intentionality would start with awareness, right? So it should be awareness and intentionality. But, you know, what we're trying to get at is we're trying to get at what are you trying to accomplish when you hit that ball that way, right? And, and are, you, are you thinking about or are you, are you, do you have an objective when you hit the ball, right? That's the intentionality. Also, do you have intentionality on where you're standing on the court before the service hit? You know, do you have intentionality on where you're standing on your return of serve? Or are you just standing on a spot because, I don't know, it's a spot that you're used to standing at? Or are you thinking about, you know, this is a player who... Uh, serves deep and the wind's in my face. Let me back up. Or uh, the wind's really strong behind me uh, and this server doesn't serve that hard. Let me move in a little bit, right? That's intentionality. That is uh, being the protagonist in the in the rally and, and being the protagonist of your own game, right? You're taking control of the destiny of your game, right? You're deciding how to play, how you're playing the rally, how you're moving in the rally. The other type of play that I mentioned, the, the rec, um, you know, rec social type of play, a lot of times that's, we call it reactionary play, which is basically just reacting, right? Ball comes across, I react, I hit. Ball comes across, I react, I hit. I see ball go to the right, I run to the right, right? Not, okay, I see what's happening here. It looks like the ball's gonna be hit to the right, so I'm gonna start I'm gonna start moving to the right before they hit it, right? That's more intentionality, that's more being, you know, um, locked into what's going on in, in the rally, and it leads to better play. So bottom line is this, if you want to improve if you want to break out, right? If you want to keep going, a lot of times if you're stuck, it could be a lack of intentionality. And what you need to start um, working on, right, is what is it that I'm trying to accomplish with this shot? What is it I'm trying to accomplish in this situation, right? Give that a thought between rallies. It's really hard to do during a rally. Give a thought to it, you know, quickly, or not quickly, but briefly between rallies. You have a ton of time, even though it doesn't seem like you do, you do. Give it some thought as you're walking back to receive serve. Say, okay, where am I going to stand? Okay, where am I going to hit this ball? Okay, what am I going to, you know, and then when I get up, what am I going to do? Great. And then try and execute that, right? And then and then do it again and do it again. And you'll start building intentionality. You'll find yourself slipping into rea reactionary play because it's normal. We're human beings and it's very natural. Um, but what you'll do is every time that you play, you'll add a little more intentionality. Even if you are playing with intentionality, my get, I'm going to bet you, uh, I've been I've been studying some video recently. It's uh, four or five plus play, and those players play with intentionality, but but they need additional intentionality. In other words, there are some parts of their game that still lack intentionality, where they're they're doing things that 
just don't seem to have any purpose to them, right? They're, they're, it's not like, okay, this is my strategy. I'm going to play from here. They're just doing it because they're doing it and not really thinking about the consequences or the, or the effects of what they're doing. So even if you think you have intentionality in your game, I challenge you to uh, maybe uh, expand your mind a little bit or, 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 te- or stretch yourself a little bit, right, next time you're playing. And see if there's other areas of the game that you could add additional intentionality to. Because, again, without intentionality, it's going to be very, very difficult to keep on moving forward as you improve as a big wall player. If you want to hear the interesting story about the outcall controversy and my suggestions on how to deal with it, stay tuned for the riff. You'd like to help your friend or family member learn how to play pickleball. But how? Now it's easy. Pick up a copy of Play Pickleball, A Beginner's Guide. It's the most complete guide to playing pickleball. Available as a digital download or in hard copy at intopickle.com or at Amazon. Let's keep growing the sport. All right, so I got a question sent to me by email by a friend. I won't share names because it's not relevant to the conversation. It's just more about what happened on the court. Let me read. I'll paraphrase the read and paraphrase the email a little bit that came in. So big controversy at Pickleball Group this morning. There was a doubles rally, and basically it involved an outcall, right? So what happened was the receiving team partner, not the one hitting the ball, right, standing there, yells out. But the receiver had already basically returned the ball, had basically hit the ball, not willing to risk letting it go by. The return went into the net. Both receiving team members state the ball was out. But the opponent, so the serve team, states, the fact that you returned the ball means it was not out. If it's out, you don't return it. And if it if it's out, you nullify the out call by returning it. Interesting uh, rule, because we're going to get into the rules in a second. And... Uh, there is no rule that says that, but we'll talk about it. So, Tony, these are not new players, and an off-court discussion did not settle it. That's very unfortunate. We'll get into that, too. Can you advise? So let's just, let's not, you know, I know what what, what, what I would do in that situation, but let's let's go into the rules, right? Because uh, the only way to settle this might be in the rules. So Section 6 of the rules deals with out, out calls, right, or line calls, it's called. So basically, uh, there's three, se- three uh, uh, sentences I want to read to you. The first one is that's relevant is, Players are responsible for calling the lines on their end of the court. So what that means is the receiving team made the out call based on a ball landing on their side of the court. It is their responsibility to call the lines on their end of the court, and they did that. Second one is, the, and the only rule that would even arguably be uh, grounds for some sort of a conversation is the promptness uh, rule. So it says this, all out calls must be made promptly. Otherwise, the ball is presumed to still be in play. Promptly is defined as calling out prior to the ball being hit by the opponent or before the ball becomes dead. So in this case, the it sounds like the out ball, the out call was made, you know, before any before it was certainly made before the opponents hit it, right? Because the serve team never hit it, and it sounds like it was made before it hit the net. Uh, now that's a presumption. That's really important, right? So promptly is defined as. Um, uh, promptly is defined as calling out prior to the ball being hit by the opponent or before the ball becomes dead. So really the only question is, did they make the call before the ball hit the net, I guess? Um, but I'm going to tell you something. If you're playing pickleball and you're trying to parse out um, the timing of a call relative to the ball hitting the net, that, that'd be interesting. I've, I've never seen that uh, applied. Uh, I've been playing for five years. I've never seen it applied in rec play, competitive play, or tournament play where uh, somebody said, uh, the call wasn't made prior to the ball hitting the net, but I guess technically you have to make it before the net. The the question's unclear on that, but it sounds like 
the receipt the partner had already yelled out um, around the same time that the receiver hit it in any event the rule cited by the serve team in this case which is that returning the ball hitting the ball nullifies the out call um, you know is nullified by hitting it just is not in the rules and 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 i just can't imagine what kind of world that would be that we'd live in and then the last rule was basically um a player should not question an opponent's call although any player may appeal a call to the referee right that's in tournaments but a player should not question an opponent's call i think that's really important for the spirit of the game uh, you know and and you know out calls uh, are can be uh, um, problematic or, or create controversy as they did in this case but you know the, for, i would answer the question this way right so the rules are pretty clear on what on how out calls are made who makes them when they have to be made and the fact that in this case the serve team is not supposed to question the call of the opponent there is no rule that nullifies the um, out call if you hit the ball but let me just let, let's broaden it out a little bit here my advice to big ball players everywhere, and I'm not trying to criticize these particular players. Uh, I don't know the players that were involved, and you know it is what it is. Um, my, 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 my advice to players everywhere, all over the place, is let's just focus more on the game, right? Uh, than these like marginal rule calls. You know things like I mean, you hear players arguing about stuff like did the ball bounce inside, inside or outside the kitchen, which it shouldn't be an argument anyway. But they get into that argument legally legal serve i mean unless the serve is just getting you know served overhead and just you know hammered into the corner or something like that uh, let's not focus on that out calls i mean geez i mean i don't know how many friendships have broken up over um, over or you know been strained over just out call uh, situations and i would suggest to you that um particularly when you're playing rec play i will say this i watched uh, uh, the singles match uh watched some of the singles match between annalee waters and callie smith at the tournament of champions it was a gold medal match and i gotta tell you that match was kind of uncomfortable there uh towards the middle and end because it looked like everybody was challenging everybody else's calls and uh mostly actually mostly it was it looked like it was mostly callie challenging annalee's calls and then annalee i think started challenging callie some i didn't I, again i didn't watch every single rally but it just it wasn't it wasn't very comfortable you know it just it just kind of really detracted from what was a really interesting uh singles match so my suggestion is, you know, there's so much other stuff to worry about out there. Uh, I guarantee you that with rare exception, uh, you know, the occasional out call that you don't like or don't agree with is not costing you a game. My guess is there's probably a list of 100 things that you could work on that don't involve, uh, you know, arguing or losing friendships over out call. So that's my recommendation. Let's get out there, play some pickleball, enjoy the game, and enjoy the social aspect of it. So that's this week's podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends. If you liked it, they probably will too. We'll see you next week, and be well out there.